Um, some uh, years ago, there was a, a, a boy. He was not doing very well in school. And his parents didn't know what to do. They prayed. They talked to him. They tried to admonish him. They, they promised him all kinds of things. It didn't seem to work. He was not doing very well in mathematics, in language, in, in physics, and all the different subjects. So finally, the mom and dad, they said, we've we got to try to do something. So they decided to put him in another school. And they had heard from friends there was a Catholic school where, where there was a good, it was a good spirit. The students were teaching, but were learning something. And, 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 and so they, did, they went and talked to the school and master, and then he said, yes, he can come. So the boy changed school. And after about three months, he, was, he had a, what do you call it, a book, a report book. He brought back home, I don't know what you call it here. Uh, and the parents was looking at the book. And they said, well, you, you're performing very well. You're up in mathematics, you're up in physics, you're up in chemistry, you're up in, in sports, you're up in language, you're everything. So they said, what, what, uh, what happened to you? What happened? We just, you just went to another school. It's still the same books. What happened to you? He said, well, I don't know. Don't you know what, what, what was different? He said, well, maybe one thing. <clears throat> the very first morning when we came to school, we were going to, to chapel. And in the chapel about this size, on the wall up there was a man hanging on the plus sign. They put nails into his hands. And when I saw that, I said, wow, they're serious in this school. I better behave. <laughs> yes, we are serious. We're also serious in this church. Um, I've decided to, to share a message with you from the Gospel of Luke. It's the 15th chapter. In the 15th chapter of Luke, Jesus is telling a parable. And um, this, this is a full chapter, so I'm not going to read it. That's a killer sometime. Is that my clock down there? I was just about enjoying, there is no clock. This is the dream of any preacher. Is this, my, is this the time? It, it, it says 26 degrees. Can you help me? That's the time. Right. So, so yeah, it's, it's 10 to 10, and we, are, we, we will finish at 10 to 12, is it? Very good. Jesus is telling a story, and the background for the story is that some of the Pharisees and the scribes, that, that was the serious Christians, they, they grumbled. They saw that Jesus had fellowship with some would call them the riffraffs, those who are not so well off uh, in respect. That would be people who were cheating, people who had bad business. That would be different kind of people. And, and, and so they said to Jesus, why, why are you mixing up with these kind of people? You, if, if you're a savior, if you're, if you're the leader of this new movement, why are you hanging out with these people? You should not be mingling with this kind of people. They are sinners. They have a bad reputation. Some of them, they're, they're smoking tobacco, and some of them, they're drinking beer. And, 
And, and they are not doing honest business. They are not good people. You should, you should not talk to this kind of people. So Jesus, he said, okay, let me tell you something. And then a whole series of illustrations, three very deep, important illustrations, parables. Jesus starts to speak to these people with a very certain point and a, a purpose. I'm going to, to go through each one of the three parables because it's really one parable. Jesus is speaking about one thing in all three stories. What his point is, is really to tell the Pharisees and the script something very important. And this morning, I believe he's trying to tell us something very important. I already heard something very important in the worship. I'm sure you also heard something in the worship. I'm sure also through sharing of this passage of Scripture, you will hear something very important that will speak to your heart. Are you ready? Right. The first parable is about a lost sheep. Jesus tells the story of a man. He has a hundred sheep. He go out, they eat, and they grass, and they go home. And when they go, he count them. Eighty-five, six, seven, eight, nine. What? One is missing. Where are you? Is that little naughty uh, uh, Sean the sheep? Well, where is it? He can't find it. So he he lock up the gate, and he go back to the to the meadows and the fields and the valleys to find that sheep. Now, there's something interesting about sheep. Uh, In two places of the world, I learned something remarkable about sheep. The one was in Wales. They have so many millions of sheep in Wales, also in Scotland and in Ireland. And in Australia, they have much more sheep than they have people. So... In Wales, I learned, sheep are like humans, and they are quite stupid. They are narrow-minded, and they only have one thing in mind, that is to fill their belly. That is to eat and eat and eat. So they put their nose in the grass, and their nose tells them where the next piece of fresh green grass is. So they're just eating like that all the time. They don't lift their head and say, where are we? Where are my flock? Where is my shepherd? They just eat. So it means, like Isaiah, he said, we all went each our way. Some went there, some went there, some went there. So very often in Wales, the shepherd, he has a dog. The dog will surround the, the flock and keep them in. But obviously, this shepherd had no dog. And one of his sheep had gone astray. We are like that. And there's no doubt we are very much the background, the backdrop for this parable. We are like the sheep. We went each our way in order to satisfy our immediate need. We did not think very much of others. Is it right what we're doing? It feels good. I'll just fill my belly. I'll just eat. I'll just drink. I'll just amuse myself. It feels good, so that's what I'm doing. But it brought this sheep astray. The other thing I learned was in Australia. My wife and I was there for a month ministering. And uh, that was in the time of, I think it's called shearing, is it? Cutting the wool. 
Um, and somebody took us to a, a, a place. It was huge containers. It was the hugest lorries you see on the street. They were out in the fields. Some of the sheep, they were controlling by helicopters. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm speaking the truth. The, the, the farmers were not, or did not have dogs. They had motorbikes. So they would go in the fields for hours to find out where were the sheep. And then they brought them in to be sheared. So one of the men said, uh, these are, these are the, 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 the harvest of this year. And so they put it in big boxes. So I asked him, what is in the boxes? He said, this here is first quality. This is second quality, third, fifth, and so forth. I said, how can you see the difference? They don't look the same. He said, no, 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 no. You can see this is very good quality wool. This one is not so good. I said, how can you see that? He said, ah, you can see that. I said, no, I cannot see it. Hello, are you there? He said, why can you not? I said, oh, no, I, I never learned anything. We don't have that much sheep in Denmark. So he took a piece of wool and he stretched it between his fingers and showed me in the sun. He said, you see, this is a quality E. You see the, the signs in the wool? Yes. This means that at a certain time, this sheep has been distressed, has been hurt, has been sick, has had a traumatic experience. And that's why this wool is not so good quality. If you would ever buy a cardigan or something, look, look, look at the nice cardigan I have. I'm going to take it off now because it's just... I had an experience this night. I was freezing. Huh? How can you imagine a white man, Mzongo, freezing in the African day? <laughs> huh? But never the mind. Nevertheless, that's what happened. So I had to get a blanket, and I was like a little baby, you know, cuddling myself. I said, you see, if you had a cardigan, how could you ever use wool like that? It would, be, it would show. You would see it in the, in the, in the fabric. I said, Okay. How did it come? He said, well, something could happen. Sometimes the, the sheep are so fat, they turn over and they cannot get up like a turtle on its, on its shell. It, 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 it can't get around. So it would be there, all distressed, all alone, maybe for days. Maybe it could be caught in a thorn bush. Maybe it could break a leg. And it would hurt the sheep so much that it would affect its wool. Oh, so I learned something about the story. What is the shepherd going to find? He doesn't know. Maybe a stupid sheep that went away because it was going to satisfy its own lusts or impulses or just for fun. Maybe a sheep that was caught in a thorn bush Maybe he would go to the sheep and say, you stupid sheep. Ah! I'm not, why, why are you doing this? Why did you not come home with the others? Now I have to carry you home. Now I have to put up with you. And your wool is no good. How, what, can I, what kind of use do I have for you? So Jesus is telling something about us. He said, the sheep is lost and the shepherd goes out to find it 
And, and if you have light where you are, you can read in your Bible or go home and look it up. Luke chapter 15. He said, the sheep will be looking until he finds the sheep. The shepherd will be looking, not just a little, ah, I know sheep's here. Ah, okay, bye-bye. He will continue to look for that sheep until he finds it. That's a message to you. Jesus is the good shepherd and he's out there looking for you and me. And he will continue to look for you until he finds you. He won't give up. Maybe he's even been speaking to you for years. Maybe you are that sheep that was in a traumatic situation. Maybe your heart was broken. Maybe your childhood was not very nice. Maybe you were like the sheep lying alone there, caught in a thorn bush or lying on its back and cannot get up, feeling all alone. Jesus is here looking for you. And he'll continue to look for you. So be found today. Let him find you. You might even say, Jesus, I'm over here. I've been hiding for some years. I'm not very proud of the situation. Jesus is really saying to the Pharisees and the scribes, this is the kind of people I'm looking for. This is the kind of people I came for. This is the kind of situation that I'm here to solve. Are you with me? Second story. A lady has lost a coin. There are different interpretations of this coin. Some think that maybe it was like a labola around her neck. It's just a, a, a jewelry she would have around her neck. Some said that, well, it was money she had in her purse. I don't know exactly what it was, but when I think of it, I, I would say um, if it was in a ring or in a string around her neck, something must have, must have happened for the coin, the piece of gold, to go away. It does not jump off the line by itself, does it? No. If it was in a purse, have you ever seen a hundred quatcher note jump out of the purse and fly away? Did you ever see that? No. So obviously something happened. Maybe pushing, loosing. I don't know. Something could have happened for that coin to get lost. Now, the story is not about a sheep this time. Now, it's also about you and me, but it's about a coin that was lost. This coin was lost due to the behavior of somebody. I don't know who. We're not told. We can make some sanctified guesses, but, but let's not go too far. It was lost. It was a coin of a certain value, lost and is where? Under the bed, under the cupboard, between the, the, the boards in the floor. Where? We don't know. The woman starts to look, and the same passage gives us the impression that it's the same with Jesus in this case. The woman keep looking until she find it. 
She put a light on. She go around, look for a light. Mm -hmm. No, no light. Okay, never mind. Forget about it. No. The coin had a value. That value was used for nothing because it was lost. Between the boards, under the bed, I don't know where. It, that's not the point. The point is lost. It's a story about you and me. Lying there, not being found, and not being used for what we really have, what we really possess of qualities. Are you listening? You are very, very valuable. So valuable that Jesus left heaven to come and die for you. And me. You have a value. If you have come apart, if you have been lost, and here is a small point. In the first case, there is no doubt the sheep was responsible for its detour all by its own. And we could say to the sheep, you stupid sheep, why did you run away? Always we have this trouble with you. We always have to do so-and-so with you. Huh? Yes. But in this case, the coin did not get away by itself. I've been a pastor for more than 40 years. I've buried and married people. I've blessed them. I've baptized them. I've taught them up in church. I have several times come to the conclusion, yes, this is not your fault. It usually ends with a shame of something I have done, something people have done. So they talk to the pastor and they say, so when I hear the story, I come to the conclusion, it was not your fault. That school teacher was not behaving right. That neighbor was doing a nasty thing to you. That father was not a decent father treating you in this way. Whatever the explanation, whatever happened to you, your values were lost due to some unjust act happened to you, done towards you. I'm not saying you could sit back and say, well, then it's not my fault. No, it's not, but still you are responsible to do something about it. But I'm encouraging you today, be found. Let God find you. Let him come behind that mask. Let him come in behind that facade behavior. Let him come in there behind and find you precious piece of gold and bring you out in the light. And your talents and your character and your abilities will be a blessing to a number of people. Amen. Be found. And may all your qualities and all the genuine gold character come out and give you a purposeful life instead of being tucked away, lost. Even here, I can see between the boards, huh? there, there, are, there are holes. There are space between the boards. Maybe you are there. Maybe you have been lying there for a long time. Today God is looking for you. Amen? Amen. The last story. A young man 
He goes to his father and said, Dad, can I have my inheritance? I don't want to be on this farm anymore. I'd like to go and live my own life. So the father said, okay. He gives him, he gives him uh, his, his inheritance and he leaves. Goes to another city, a big place, a metropolitan area, and he has a life of a, a ball of a life. Dancing and discos and bars and music and cinemas and parties and parties and parties. And he's very popular. He has a lot of money. And they hang loose. So he's enjoying himself and they are enjoying him until the day the purse is empty. So for some reason, friends like that, they disappear. Did you stop washing yourself? Are you smelling bad? Did you do anything wrong? Why are they deserting you? Because they cannot use you anymore. Because they will not get anything out of your purse anymore. So he ends up there. And he goes to the outside town and find a farmer. and say, can I have a job here? Yes, you can look after my pigs. There he is. Sitting with the pigs. Turn the bucket of food left over from the household. And he looked at the pig. You've all seen pigs, haven't you? They're really pigs. You know, that's, that's, that's really where the word fits. They are really pigs. They're dirty. They put their nose, what I don't know what you call it. What? The what? Snout. They put their snout in there. <laughs> they smell, they are noisy, they are dirty. Ah. So he said, what has happened to my life? And you see, this service this morning is not here to stir your emotions. I have not come to touch your emotions. I have come to appeal to your intellect to rationalize. Because true repentance always involves a cognitive dimension. Are you listening? We are not building church on emotions and... It won't won't last when bad days are there. It won't last when troubles come in. He reasoned with himself. He reasoned with the principle that he had seen with his father. Obviously, his father is God. It's not difficult to understand. It's no heavy theology, this. What am I doing here? Why am I in this pit feeding the pigs? Why am I here with the smelly animals when even the lowest paid slave servant with my father has food, has nice clothes, has a good bed. I have nothing. I have wasted it all. I tried to find my own way. I did what I want. And what happened? Here I am. So he's analyzing, and in his analysis, he comes to the conclusion, I'm not going to stay here. I'm not going to stay with this life. I I, I want to do something about it. Now, it doesn't mean that you can change your life radically in this case because the whole purpose of his change is he's changing direction. Instead of doing what he wanted himself, he said, I'm going to go back to my dad. 
I'm going to tell him, uh, I, I behave stupid. Uh, I've really been a fool. Will you forgive me? Can I be one of your servants? And you see, he's already, even he was a son in the house, he's already now adopted the thinking of a slave. The thinking of a, 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 a no influential, no authority slave of a low, low standard. So he get up and he start to walk. He go to the father. Some of you know the story. The father runs towards him and embraces him. And he said, oh, whoa, 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 easy now, easy now. I don't feel very good about this. I feel very bad about what I did. Yes, the father said, but I knew it would end like that. I love you. You what? Yes. You love me? I wasted everything? Yes, I knew it would end like that. What? How did you know? Why didn't you tell me? Oh, you were not, you were not ready to listen. You were not interested. You were not motivated for my teaching at that time. Now, I'm telling you, you are my son. You are my daughter. You shall be reinstalled in the position as my legitimate Genuine child. My daughter, my son, I love you. Get a bath. Get some shoes. Get a ring. Get a dress. And they started to party. Right. So, end of story. No, not quite. Because the real point of the story is maybe the older son. Who came back and said, This rascal, why are you making a a party for him? He's been, he's been wasting all the family values. He's been living a dirty life. He has been married eight, time, uh, eight times in five cities. No, that's not possible. He has been doing wrong. He has been living immoral life. Why do you treat him like that? You should send him out and care for the pigs. No, 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 said the father. This is not how we treat people. This is not how I love people. I love people in the true sense. But what about me? Yeah, what about you? Did you not have all the rights to make all the parties you wanted? Yes. So why didn't you make a party? Well, uh, because I'm a boring type. Well, maybe you are. Stinking boring. This is the worst kind of Christianity you can imagine happinessless. What is that word? You can make many new words in English, right? A life with no joy. Joyless. That would be one word. A a life with no happiness, no celebration, no party. Christianity is party. Christianity is joy because we were lost. Either as the sheep was lost because we went our own way. Maybe because somebody else treated you bad and you were lost and you were hiding somewhere until you were found and your true values came out. Now you have come back in repentance to ask forgiveness and God is receiving you, even this morning. I'm challenging you. Don't let your values be lost. Don't sit in church and be lost. We are here because God wants to find you. We are here because you as a sheep, maybe you had traumatic experiences, yes, and you were stupid, yes. 
It's your fault. It's not my fault. It's not your mother's fault. Don't blame your father. You did it. Yes, I did it. So I'll get lost. No, you will not. You will be found and loved and healed. And you will not be category five of the fibers in, in the wool. You will be category A, A, one, A, supreme. Amen.